0: All right, and welcome to another episode of Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. Today, we are here with Anna Wagner. She's going to be talking to us about body image issues and also how to use kind of your social media as an effective way to overcome your body image issues. Anna, thank you so much for coming.
1: Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I am too. We've had really great like offline conversations. so I'm excited to finally have like one of them that's online that we can share with people as opposed to us just like talking our deep thoughts like on Zoom calls and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're all about and like what you kind of try to accomplish with your own social media.
1: Yeah. So I am a food freedom and body image coach. And essentially what that means is I help people transform their relationship to food, body image, and exercise. I also help people who have a disordered relationship with food, whether it's just disordered eating or full-blown eating disorders. And I myself recovered from several types of eating disorders and through recovery, I discovered recovery coaching And I realized that that was exactly what I wanted to do. So once I got healthy, I just dove straight in. I created an Instagram. I started talking about my journey and then I got training and I became a coach and I've been doing it for about six months now and I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about your journey? I'm kind of like, because you said you came from like multiple eating disorders, like feel free to give as little or as much information as you'd like.
1: Yeah, I'll try to keep it as short as possible cuz I feel like I could talk about it forever. Um, but growing up I was in a household where food was controlled pretty heavily mostly by my dad and he, you know, he was just trying his best to look after me and my sister and make sure that we were the healthiest versions of ourselves, but it kind of turned into an extreme relationship where I felt like he was sort of the food police. And it didn't affect me too poorly until I hit puberty. And that's when I started thinking about my body a lot. And that's when I started feeling a deep sense of insecurity about my body and what other people thought about it. And once I was a sophomore in high school, I I was a huge runner all throughout middle school and high school. And I, I got a running injury and I couldn't run anymore. And that was really my way of... You know, feeling like I had an identity, feeling like I could relieve stress. Um, I was the distance runner, you know? And when I couldn't run anymore, I felt like my life was out of control and my body was starting to change too because I was training so much. Now all of a sudden I wasn't doing any training. And I turned to food restriction. And I remember sitting in my sports medicine class that I had my sophomore year and My teacher was talking about, for for no really relevant reason, was just talking about this diet that she went on um, and how it made all the weight on her body fall off. And I was so intrigued. And I remember staying after school and talking to her about it. And I was just so sucked in. You know, I was this insecure high schooler who finally found the answer to my body image issues. And I just dove headfirst into this diet. And I became obsessed with it. And I was under eating. I, I was training in other ways that were low impact. Um, So I was still exercising and the combination of both just sent my health spiraling down um, into a really, really bad place. And then I recovered from my injury and things got uh, a little better for a while. And then I got to college and I got another injury. And basically the same exact thing happened again, where I felt out of control. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I didn't know why I was studying what I was studying. And I just turned to food restriction to cope with that sense of, of, you know, not having an identity, feeling lost, all of that. And it was a combination of orthorexia, which is an obsession with you know, eating perfectly healthy. I say healthy in quotes. Um, then I also struggle with bulimia. Um, I struggled with anorexia. And sometimes they were all happening at the same time. Sometimes they would happen separately. They would come in waves. It was really all over the place. And then I remember going to the doctor that was on campus. And I, I just wasn't feeling well. My heart was um, eating really irregularly all the time sometimes it would feel like my heart was stopping randomly and the doctor told me like if you don't cut back on your exercise and if you don't eat more like you are going to die like you need to stop this immediately and that was scary but it wasn't scary enough for me to stop unfortunately and so I continued this behavior And finally, once I graduated, I hired a life coach. And this wasn't somebody who was, you know, specifically trained in helping me or helping with eating disorders. But what he did do was he helped me see how much I was holding myself back by obsessing about body image and food. And through getting clear on what I really cared about in life, what I was missing out on, who I wanted to be, I realized, like, I need to get help. I need to fix this because I am wasting my life away. Um, This is not helping me feel happy or fulfilled in any way. And I'm ruining my health and I'm ruining my relationships. So I found recovery. I found a recovery coach. I worked really hard on learning everything I could about recovery, everything I could about eating disorders. And my life was recovery for about a year. And, through that, I basically just rediscovered myself, launched my own business, and now I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, overcome what you had to go through as well as, you know, kind of using your own experience to help other people. I think that's that's awesome. And I think what's, you know, when, when you find out that you have health issues, especially with a person who, with orthorexia, I think it's very common to for that person to be like well it's because i didn't i wasn't perfect enough mm-hmm. like i think like that's the the it's it's that's the common trend that i've seen at least i don't know if you've experienced that as well in like the people and like the people that you've helped
1: yeah absolutely and i've always been a perfectionist and that is not uncommon to see with people who struggle with eating disorders they're not only a perfectionist when it comes to the way they eat and the way they exercise and the way they look but also how they are in school, how they are at work, how they are in their relationships
0: it's life, yeah yep,
1: exactly, exactly,
0: yeah, absolutely no i I've also noticed that as well is that when I work with people who like for all intents, of, you know have like some kind of imposter syndrome or like perfectionism, is that like it really is not just like their eating or fitness habits, like it really does like um their life, social life, grades whatever 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 aspect they could possibly put into it. So I think that that's, like, good to know is that, like, these these problems do not, like, exist in a vacuum. So I think, like, that's a really important thing as well. And, like, I want to focus primarily on body image as well is that, like, I think, like, the food freedom aspect, I think, is really, really valuable. But I also think that um, we've talked to death about it on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I would love to talk more about the body image aspect of it because I think, like, those really do go hand in hand as well as being a very... More recurring problem than it used to. Um, and I think like social media can be partially to blame for that. Can you talk a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So I just want to talk about like, yeah, body image issues seen in the fitness industry. And I think that absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's this idea that you have to look a certain way to be healthier fit. Right. And I'm sure that you see this with your clients. I'm sure you've seen this on social media that because of social media, because of these images that we're seeing, because of these Instagram fitness influencers, we think fitness looks a certain way. And it's distorted our view of what it means to be healthy. Like you need to be ripped and have a six pack to be strong. And it turns exercise into something that's actually potentially really harmful. And then people start basing exercise on the amount of calories they burn and the time spent at the gym instead of like how they actually feel. And we end up getting out of touch with our body signals and what our body's telling us and what feels good and what's fun. Um, like I remember
0: making Oh yeah. That's like, that's all going out of the way for the sake of like a certain aesthetic that might not even be achievable depending on like what the aesthetic you're looking for is.
1: Right. And we're only seeing these images that are snap snapshots of a second in time. Like you don't see what that person does all day in order to look the way they do. And on top of the fact of the posing and the editing that goes into all of these pictures like it's just not real and I'm not here to body shame anybody or say that one type of body is better than the other, but I think it's really important to realize that you don't see the full picture and it's what you're seeing is just not real. It's not real. It's it's distorted to
0: look a certain way purposely. And, and there and what's funny is that, like, I, I've talked to, well, not funny, but what I've talked to a lot of people about this, and, like, ex- it talked about exactly what you said there. And what I've noticed is that many people are aware of that, but it still bothers them. Like, they're aware, like, yes, I know, like, Instagram is a highlight reel. This is a, you know, but, like, it is still something that appears on their feed, and the knowledge of that has not been enough, at least in my experience. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, listen, if there's, like, a page that makes you feel insecure or unhappy or doesn't make you feel you know good about yourself at the end of the day this is your social media feed and you should have the power to remove that person or block that person mm-hmm. or something along those lines like um, because i think it's easy to push away like the one person who looks like like oh that person's just like a rarity but when you're being shown hundreds of rarities a week, I think it's hard to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, we need to take, you know, we need to use our social media feeds for good and not um and like just get rid of the the accounts that doesn't make us feel good about ourselves.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's almost addicting to to see these images that are so seemingly perfect. And, you know, they're pictures of what we are aspiring to be, whether that's because we see it every day or, you know, whatever. Um, but so I think it takes a um, really intentional awareness and like sitting down and going like, I'm going to look through my feed right now and I'm going to analyze everything I see and really ask myself, is this serving me? Do I think this is healthy to look at? And should I unfollow this person? So I just tell people, and this is like one of the first things I do with every client I work with, whether they're with me because they want to learn how to eat intuitively, heal their relationship with exercise or body image. This is a really, really important step. So I tell people to go through their social media with an analytical lens and notice what accounts are approaching fitness in a way that is Body image focused, steeped in diet culture, and makes you feel bad about your body. So I say, unfollow those accounts. If it's somebody you know personally, you can mute them as to not start any drama or whatever, and replace them with accounts that don't promote diet culture. Um, Maybe they're supporters of health at every size. Hopefully, they promote body acceptance and fitness for the sake of feeling good, right? So I I have a few people to suggest um, and I have a whole list and maybe you could put it in the show notes or something, but obviously sure. like your page is a great start. Um, Elena's cool. page. What was that?
0: Thank you. Oh, of that. course.
1: Of course. Yeah. Um, Elena's page, uh, weightlifting nutritionist, um, intuitively strong is great. I know you know those two, but then there's also people like Meg Boggs and she's, she's in a bigger body and she posts about lifting all the time and it just is a way to normalize people in all types of bodies approaching fitness. Um, there's also uh, an Instagram account called My Name is Jessa Min. Um, she's awesome. And it can really just help you see that you don't have to look like those Instagram influences to be healthy and to be strong. So that's, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really valuable. And like, like, like a lot of people you mentioned have actually been previous guests. Um, And they, I recommend checking their episodes as well. But I absolutely agree. And I think that there, there was a period of time where you had to have a certain look to be in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. I think it's getting better, but it's still slow. Um, For myself, personally, I think that I was the typical look um, maybe a few years ago, but I no longer am. Like there was a part where I think I, I had the, I was close to the physique that maybe existed. Um, had visible abs, the whole thing. And interestingly enough, even as I got healthier, when I put on more weight, I moved away from that look. And it had some very interesting results in terms of like what kind of credibility you would get either online or in person. And I think that the audience I have now is great for that. But um and like people are very, you know, I'll be kind of more accepting and I think I, I have a great community that I've built, but there are still some people where like the really physique um bodybuilder will get a lot of credibility, um regardless of whatever knowledge they're putting out.
1: Yeah, I think that's so true. And do do you know who Stephanie Buttermore is? I don't. Know. Yeah, she she is a fitness influencer, and she did bodybuilding, and she had a disordered relationship with food, and basically had this um, thing where she was suffering from endless hunger just because she was not eating enough and hadn't been for a really long time, and basically decided to go all in, essentially just listen to her appetite and eat as much as her body was telling her to eat, and she ended up gaining a lot of weight in the process because her body was, you know, trying to recover itself. And
0: Was starving. Yeah,
1: exactly. And she talked a lot about how she was so afraid of basically losing her audience. And it was interesting because through her sharing this journey, she actually got a lot of support and her audience only grew. And so I don't know if there's anybody out there listening to this who does have a fitness account or is really steeped in the fitness community and is afraid to i don't know basically let their body take whatever natural form it wants to take um people relate to that a lot and i think it's becoming more popular to normalize normal bodies you know
0: i think we're getting there i think we're making progress for sure i think like kind of right now we're in a very interesting phase where i think like that is becoming more of the norm and we're kind of seeing people who are still thinking the more traditional ways that haven't quite come over but are starting to come over and I think it's 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 a very interesting dynamic where there are even weight loss coaches now that outside of the fact that they do weight loss I would consider them like health at every size advocates like sometimes I see their posts and I'm like this is basically health at every size mm-hmm. other than the fact that you're a coach who does weight loss and transformation photos like it's a bit it's, it's interesting that like even weight loss coaches are trying to adopt more Um, and I'm going to say like good weight loss coaches are starting to adopt a more like nuanced approach.
1: Yeah. On that topic though, I do feel like it gets misconstrued or like, like with Noom, for example, like the diet yeah, like they say they're anti-diet, they say that they're, you know, not trying to promote weight loss, but like secretly they are. And it's just kind of like, they're, they're basically taking what's trendy and, I don't know, like putting diet culture's lens on it if that makes sense, um,
0: yep, yeah, absolutely. well, I don't think anyone wants to be seen as diet culture, right, like even diets are kind of seeing themselves as like, no, 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 we're not a diet, like we're different. we're lifestyle like, we, just <laughs> we just eliminate carbs, and so I'm like, that's a diet, um, and I think like yeah there there's also that, but and I think this is going to be kind of a process, I think what's important to know as well is that like people like you and me are still not the norm necessarily in the fitness industry. Um, And it's important for us to kind of have a conversation is like, we can't go in being like, you have to believe what we believe or else you're wrong. Cause I think like that doesn't go Mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, But I think we have to figure out like kind of where they're coming from and like what we can bring to the table in their eyes, I think will go a lot farther. we talked a little bit about like social media and kind of like body, like kind of like screening your feet. I think that's really, really important, mm-hmm. um, especially because your feed is your own. And like, again, like being very self-aware on I'm looking at this post. Do I like this person's post? Do they make me feel good about myself? Or is there just a lot of judgment and security that comes from seeing this post? And is it worth following them? I think it's really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. What else would you recommend for someone who wants to be, you know, less detrimental effects of social media on body image. What else would you recommend for the social media?
1: Ooh. um, I mean, just to keep it simple, I really think it is a matter of checking in every once in a while and analyzing your feed, because I think a lot of times we can clean it up, but stuff creeps back in. And sometimes it's, it's easy to get like lost in the sauce a little bit and you know, like even I'll I'll scroll through my feed, and I've I've catered it so many times, but stuff still comes up, and I'm like, okay, I I need to take a few minutes this week to just clean it up again, make sure that you know I'm not seeing things that are kind of manipulating the way that I think about my own body, because a lot of times we're not even aware of the things that we're looking at. You know, maybe we'll see it for a second, we're just gonna scroll past it, but it still makes a a lasting impact on your brain and on your perception of bodies. So I would say weekly or biweekly, just go through your feed with that analytical lens and and really be honest with yourself and ask if there's anything that you could clean up there.
0: Yeah, I think like like kind of like self-regulation of your social media feed, I think is really, really mm-hmm. valuable. And I think it's one of those things that we don't often think about. A lot of the time we just post and follow and kind of scroll through, like almost like without really thinking about it. But I do think that if if you choose to have the self-awareness around it, you can really create a place where your social media does you a lot more benefit um, than it does you harm. And I think that's really, really valuable. I would love to talk to you more about kind of reframing the mindset or motivation around exercise, because I think that's really valuable as well. In the past, exercise has always been about like how many calories you can burn or losing weight or achieving a certain look. So what would you recommend the new mindset would be for someone who wants to kind of move away from that?
1: Yeah, um, I, I have a lot to say on this topic. So I would say the first step is to really question where your motivation is coming from. So a good question I usually ask people is if this type of movement that you're doing didn't change the way your body looked, would you still do it? And... I think that's a really powerful question because it makes us go, okay, like, do I actually enjoy this? Like, am I doing this for the health benefits or am I doing this just for the aesthetic? Um, And also questioning, like, what do you believe will happen when you reach that quote unquote goal body that you have? Like, will you then finally feel confident? And because we often think that the perfect body is the answer to all of our problems, but really... It's just that when we reach a certain body type that we finally feel like we have permission to be a certain way. But you're, you always have that capacity to be who you want to be. But we're sitting here going like, okay, no, once I have the perfect body, then I can start dating. Then I can ask for a promotion. Then I can finally wear a bikini, Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, you finally hit that, you know, that size double zero and like yeah, just the, the rest of your life will align. Like it'll all work. It's like that's the thing holding. Right,
1: head. right. And if we let our body determine our happiness and our mental well-being, that's a really fragile foundation to stand on because the truth is our bodies are going to change no matter what. Like they're going to go through fluctuations. You're going to age so what happens when your body changes then? Are you then gonna be miserable? Um, what about the days when you have a bad body image? Like what are you gonna do? So it's really important that we shift our focus away from what our body looks like and we start acknowledging what our body actually does for us. So something I have clients do is I either have them write in a journal or you know have them write on sticky notes and they can put them on their mirror. At least three things that they love about their body that has nothing to do with appearance, and this is a daily practice that I ask them to do, and it starts to reframe our mindset around our body instead of because I think when we think about our bodies, we automatically think, what do they look like <laughs> um rather than like, what does yeah. my body allow me to do in this life
0: yeah what what are you capable of? I mean like this is why I've always liked the strength of open school because it was one of those things that's like you know achieving a pull up doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like what your hair looks like that day or what's, you know, the, or a deadlift or a squat or like being able to pick up your kids, whatever that goal might be. I think it's really valuable to have, like when we're talking about what what your body can do, this is, this is where I think having other goals around, like not just being against aesthetics, but also being like, what are we going to replace it with instead? I think is also really valuable because, at the end of the day, we all do things for a certain focus or goal. And I want, I think strength is a good, like the things that you wanted weight loss to give you, I think strength fills that gap Mm -hmm. really
1: well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think a lot of times, yeah, we're in this mindset of like blaming our body for, you know, not looking the way we want it to look. But yeah, again, when we reframe our mindset and go like, thank you, body, for everything you allow me to do, it facilitates this really compassionate relationship with our body. So I think a lot of people have a a really hateful relationship with their body. and We often blame everything bad that happens to us on the way our body looks. So again, moving towards compassion, I think just is so transformational and helps people so much because it's extremely stressful um, and only feeds the anxiety and the fear around body image when we're coming from a place of hate.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I, and I think that like, when we talk about compassion, I really think compassion for yourself is where it has to start. Um, because we can talk about what other people should feel, or we could talk about like how people can react around you, but that's essentially out of your control, right? Like that's not really something that you have any choice over. So we could talk about, oh, like that person should have been nicer or more compassionate. But, and this, this again, like we need to have that come within ourselves first, because if we're searching for it from other people, it might never happen. Or if it does happen, it could be temporary, um, and this is kind of like like what I've said in previous podcasts is like the reason I don't do aesthetics training is because you don't really end up owning your own confidence. Other people yeah. own it for you and they can decide whether they take whether you take it's um yours or not. And that's a very scary place for me. So I think when we're talking about compassion, the way that I see it is that it's compassion for yourself has to be like the primary uh, first step. Yeah,
1: because you're the one who has to live in your body. Nobody else has to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like other people can comment, other people can like let you know, but I think it's the end of the day is that like, I want people to get to a place where if you're complimented, you can appreciate the compliments, but it doesn't affect what you think of yourself or on the opposite end, if someone insults you online, or you get a hater or you get a friend who's not as body positive or as good as body image as you are, that that also doesn't affect you that you essentially control you, you have all the cards like that's that's the world that I want to see because I think like if you just have all the control like you'll just have a better mm-hmm. life in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of control, another tip that I, I talk about with people is you know question how you're measuring your workouts. Like um, are are you measuring yeah. it by numbers? Like do you have to work out for a certain amount of time in order for it to quote unquote count? Are you, are you basing it on like how many calories are burned, which I'm sure you've talked about this, but that's BS. Cause like calorie trackers are not accurate at all. Um, but when you do that, when you're, when you're basing it on like a certain number, you have to reach you, you are no longer actually in tune with your body at all. You completely detach yourself from your body um, because yeah, then you're not, yeah. you're not listening to your body signals. You're pushing it past the limit that it actually wants to go at. And that's, not compassion at all and again it just disconnects us completely
0: and i think a lot of that does come again like it's kind of the difference between like self-awareness or like external regulation so many people are so used to using their apple watch Mm -hmm. to track their Mm -hmm. calories or they are so used to using the weight on the scale to measure that when we're talking about body image the people who almost need our help the most are the ones who don't even realize that mm. there's a problem like this is just part of training like i like um people who find my page i've had this several times now where like they didn't even know my kind of training was an option not even that it was a better or worse choice but that it was on the table um and i think like that's kind of a challenge that you and i need to bring to the forefront is that we need to at a minimum let people know that like yes you can train not for calories not for the weight on the scale there's goals beyond that um and then at that point we can talk about why it's better but we we need to get that awareness level mm-hmm. up to the forefront
1: yeah exactly and when you become more in tune with your body it's really interesting your body image will improve the more you're listening to your body's signals the more you're asking what does my body need right now and you respond to that accordingly it's interesting how much body image improves just through that. I mean, it's the same thing with with eating when you finally just surrender to your hunger signals and then you take the time to really enjoy food, you just you just facilitate a different relationship with your body. It becomes something other than this thing to look at and it's it's more of a relationship and deep connection that you get to have.
0: F- food rules are actually way more work than someone might think. I think it's, like, it, it doesn't appear as work in itself, but that kind of regulate. Like, once you end up kind of going the route that you and I have gone, um, it's honestly just more freeing and opens up time. Mm-hmm. And... Like, it's actually, like, like, don't, like, don't do it for anything else other than, like, what we taught. Like, forget what the rest of what we said, but, like, do it for, like, the relief of mental burden mm-hmm. alone. Um, and just like the time it takes, like, like time opens up, I would argue that like money opens up because you're not buying things that are based on insecurities and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, this, this is the world I want to see. This is, this is the, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, same with, with workouts, you know, it's like those rules that people have where it's like, okay, I have to work out for this amount of time every single day. And like, what happens is people start planning their life around their workouts Rather than their workouts around their life, so so, yeah. So I ask people, is your workout routine flexible and adaptable? Because it should be. You know, like you, it's it's really stressful to go on vacation and constantly wonder, like, when am I going to get my workout in? I mean, I remember doing that, and it ruined vacations for me. It was just like just constant anxiety.
0: Or you go on your vacation, you eat a lot of food. Understand, Uh because you're on vacation. And then, like, you're already feeling the guilt on the vacation. before mm-hmm. you even left. Yep. Which is also super common. And it's like, you don't want your vacation ruined because you decided to eat more than what you normally consume. We don't want that.
1: Yeah, right? 100%. like, not to get morbid, I always bring this up because this is what helped me a lot, like, reframe my mindset and gain perspective was, like, if you're on your deathbed, looking back, do you want to remember that one workout you got in while you were in Hawaii or do you want to remember all the memories that you had with your family? And like, do you want to, you want to make sure that you're being present and, you know, not worrying the whole time when you're on this special trip, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, like on your deathbed, you're also not going to have the, like, you know, this person, like, man, what a smoking bod, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what it's going to be at the funeral. No one's going (laughs) to remember you for that. It's, it's, it's not like that's, that's not going to be like, wow, like just a, just a size double zero, you know, never had to wear a medium size in her life. Like that's, that's, there's no yeah. way that's yeah. coming up. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I think like, that's like, let's, let's focus on like what mm-hmm. actually matters in your life. In terms of improving body image, this can be social media or not. But what is like the first step you would recommend most people? Like you can even talk about what's the first step you do. With yeah. So
1: I take them through a series of questions essentially. So one thing I tell people is like, you need to know that it's, it's never actually about your body. So there's always something deeper going on when we have body image issues. So I ask people to fill in the blank. If I had the perfect body, then I could blink. Or if negative body image wasn't such a problem for me, then I could blink. So uh, this kind of just gets people to realize, like, what what do you think a perfect body is going to give you permission to do? Like, what do you think it's your ticket to? Um, And I tell them, you know, like, you actually get to do whatever you think you need a perfect body to do right now. You can do it. It's all about the story that we tell about our body. What are you making your body size mean? Because society has made you believe that you have to look a certain way in order to be a certain way. But it's up to us to shift that belief. And really, it's about exposure therapy, essentially.
0: The answer to that question, what you would get if you're like your, your, your body image question, like what you would get uh-huh. if you had the perfect body, some of the answers are astounding. Like just some of the stuff that's like I would like make more money. I would like finally find the person of my like like very like what I would describe as like very uncorrelated mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Um and I think like like I think that's a very interesting conversation and like I think when people write it down, I think that helps a ton. I'm big on like writing down your goals. I think like just thinking about them or typing them out. Yeah,
1: I see. think so too. It's it's you get more connected. Um
0: even in like the course that christy and i made like we even say like first videos like by the way like here are some worksheets like print them out write through them pen and paper like it's gonna matter more like and i think like that's like a very valuable skill and um 100
1: yeah like i've tried journaling or taking notes in my phone and it's just not the same as
0: you don't get that same touch that's not exactly a... yeah yeah Um, Now, where can people find you if they are looking for a coach such as yourself, are you taking on clients right now? Like what's where can they find you and kind of like
1: yeah? So up? my main way of communication is through Instagram. Um, so you can follow me at think.outside.the.bod. Um, you can also find me on my website at annawagnercoaching.com. And I am taking on one-on-one clients right now. I have a couple spots open. I'm also offering scholarship opportunities right now. So I know because of COVID. A lot of people are under financial stress, but it's crazy because so many people with everything going on right now are struggling more than ever with their relationship with food, body, and exercise. So I'm offering a 40% discount on my normal coaching rates. And if you're interested in coaching and you're interested in applying for that scholarship, you can just DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at AnnaWagnerCoaching at gmail.com. We can just talk about your situation and see if it's a good fit for you.
0: And for people who are listening to this later in life, can you give us kind of like a time? I just don't want someone listening to this like nine months later and like the scholarship's over. So can you kind of like like when is this? Um, like
1: yeah, open? so I have three spots available right now. So it's kind of just however quickly those spots fill up right now. It's December 14th, Um, probably until the end of January. I'll be offering this.
0: All right. So January 2021, just for like people who are um, listening to this at a later time. Like, I'm sure you'll still be, you know, you'll still have your coaching program, but the scholarship may not be available at that time. Okay. Absolutely. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on today. I, I really appreciate that we focused on body image because I'm sure you could talk about food freedom at nauseum as well. Um uh, we've just had so many guests at this point that I just wanted for to sure. really focus on body image for this one. Um, but thanks for being on here and I Awesome. Love to thanks have for having me, Mark. This was awesome.